The Star Yeah, yeah, y'all already know, y'all already know. Seven the pan, seven the pan. That dude fizz on the fizz on the beat. Yeah, yeah. We live in entertainment, entertainment. Sound shape, sound shape, sound shape. Round the kings, round the kings, homie. This is where it get ill. About to have a tip off live as a tip drill. From the court to the diamond to the track to the big skin flying round the field. Starting five forever, keeping it real. If it matters in the world of sports, world of sports, jeans and long sleeves, they taking no shorts. So hot the depth, oh yes, these are the sports podcasts live as a pro's corpse. This market wave is starting five goes off, goes off. No matter who you cheer for, emotions out the window, they analyzing with clear thoughts. They taking way deeper than the boys ever for. No longer got any use for the four letters The latest news, score stats in the view from the sideline Ain't no guideline, it's just the truth, just the truth yeah. No need to dig for a part in line It's always in season to keep the starting five, starting five. We going in on three, run the baseline, start five, get it We got what you we need, got what you need. If the sports news you see, we don't waste time We talking cause we living, we got what you we need, what you yeah. need. We going in on three Run the baseline, start five, get it. We got what you we need, what you need. And y'all know me, seven sign, I'm the illest cat speak. I got what you need, 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 what you need. Five is going up. Just mutes real quick. What up, what up, what up, y'all? It's your boy, the mayor, that DJ named Ace Five. Your mom's favorite fat guy from deepest, darkest Africa. The round mound of the podcast town. Captain Podcast in the building. You see the, this is a pretty old shirt, too. You see the Mega Man in the Pulp Fiction. We are back with the newest episode of The Star at Five. As always, we need y'all to check out The Star at Five podcast.com uh big ups to everybody man big ups to everybody who's been supporting so far man shout outs to nandy who she just uh copped the shirt make sure y'all head up the website click that right there take it to the merch link um yeah let me just let's just let's pull up some of the people oh no i don't have i don't have it running right now but uh yeah man big ups to everybody who's uh who's been checking out the uh the thing Checking out the website. I'm showing a little bit too much just now. Um, you know, the starfivepodcast.com. Don't mind my sloppiness right now because uh, I forgot to pull up the website beforehand to really go in it. Make sure you're following us under the Star 5 Podcast, the Star 5 underscore podcast on Instagram. Um, also, too, when you go back to I got to do this because I and I forgot to sorry to the rest of my members of this team, but I forgot to uh, update some more people uh, to this list. But um, shout out to a dope collective of folks that I'm I, I'm letting y'all know now, but we the starting five are proud members of, which is the Blurred Fleet. Um, it's a collective of a bunch of content creators podcasters a lot in the geek and nerd world but unlike you know unlike them we the starting five i'm making sure y'all know that we are proud members of the blurred fleet um this is mainly just for you know people it's a 
it's a collective of people of color who are creatives within the world of podcasting, YouTube, and uh, Instagram live videos. If you saw there real quick, Concrete Comics is a comic book company, Black-owned. Um, and the initiative for the Nerd Fleet is pretty much to help big each other up and, and give a boost to us people of color and others out there who don't get seen by the masses. Pretty simple concept. But if you want to get down with the Blur Fleet, just like us, go to at Blur Fleet on Instagram. Just follow. You can inbox us, you know, right to the, the, the admins who are running that account. And uh, yeah, man, just big ups to everybody on the Blur Fleet. Too many names to mention right now. But um, we got to get into mentioning my fellow co-hosts and special guests on the show. First up, the first lady of the starting five. Hello, everyone. I hope everyone's doing well. Shout out to everyone. Shout out to obviously the starting five. Shout out to Jamal that's coming back and joining us. Um, shout out to True Radio Network, of course. And just shout out to everyone that is holding it down during this COVID and systemic and this race revolution. <laughs> Shit, revolution it is. Jamal, <laughs> she kind of introduced and jumped you in jumped you in the double dutch rope no, i appreciate that i still i, I can still do it i remember <laughs> but uh what you call it? shout out to, to everybody shout out to starting five shout out to to dan and the first lady thank y'all for having me back again um yes. shout out to everybody surviving and like it was so elegantly eloquently put during this race revolution and covid and everyone's still still drawing the breath still putting one foot in front of the other and facing it every day. We're going to make this change. Yes, definitely, definitely. Um, second, though, before, because we're waiting for TJ to come through. He's having some uh, technical difficulties. Um, but secondly, I got to say, big ups and happy birthday to my wife, Miss Marie Dinkins. I'm not going to say her age, you know, not to shout her out because, I, you know, she's approaching one, she's approaching close to my age because she always loves making fun of me laughing at me because I ha I'm old, though I'm not the oldest person sitting in this uh, trifecta right now. But, uh, you know, bigger so wife, and happy birthday again to her. You know, uh, she already knows the birthday presents on the way. You know, you got three kids, money goes elsewhere sometimes. But big ups and happy birthday to her. And let's kick off the show. First up, first up, we got to talk about this. And then Katara is going to take the lead on the next topic. But um, this here, in, in much of the beauty that is America and how this country just loves to fuck shit up under this ad, uh, administration, the EU just adds more stain to what's going on. And it says they may bar American travelers as it reopens borders, citing failures on the virus. Big... Uh, New York Times is the source for this uh, website. Um, Katari, you brought this to our attention. Have at it. Um, yeah, the, just the travel band, and that's my son in the background. But um, the, it's just the uh, yeah. It, it it it's very one. It's ironic um, that we're that there's a travel ban against us when when uh, not too long ago we were banning other people. 
So I think that's funny and it's so ironic. Um, when I got the thing though, um, and when I saw it, I'm like, are, are we really surprised? Um, we, I think, I believe we are the top, the country with the most cases now, correct? Um, yeah. yeah. So that's yeah. the thing. And like other countries and, and yeah, I'm going to get on the United States, other countries, they listen to, and I'm not, you know, if you have to work, you know, Dan, that's different, but they listen to the social distancing. They listen to all the rules because they wanted it out of their country. And here we have, you know, we had protesters protesting against, you know, protesting everything shutting down. And, 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 you know, you have Houston that is in the lead that took the highest now. Um, I believe Miami, some parts of California are really high now. And, um, and we're not even in the second phase if we have a second phase. So it's, it's, it's a mess. It's, it's, and this is why people do not, our other countries do not want us here. They do not want us here, uh, there, because they don't want a reinfest, I don't, lack of a better word, they don't want a reinfestation. They want this gone. Yeah. Right. 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 Absolutely. Absolutely. Because it's, again, all you have to do is look at the top. Look at the top and, and see who's in charge, see who's running this country. Look at, at all the warning signs that the man ignored because the facts have been out there. He's ignored this pretty much since I believe they gave early warnings in January or December. They gave, they gave, uh, you know, they gave the early warning signs and dumbass decide to ignore them. Now, you know, say what you want about how he's conducting himself during it. I'm, I've kept it funky unless I have to, I'm not wearing a mask because if I don't have to go into a store, I'm just not going there. That's, but that's just me. If I'm at home, I'm around my family. I know we're good. That's a part of the social distancing. That's a part of the quarantining if you're staying away from. But if I'm, I'm in public, like I walked around the corner to the bodega today. I forgot my mask. I went like Because this, all they asked for was face covering. So I at least gave that up. So just, to, just understanding how us Americans have been during this time, I'm okay with all the countries, quote unquote, shitting on us by way of keeping us out of that country. Because like you said, Katara, all of the protesting to just open the cities and states back up has been based and leveled off of ignorance. Dumbasses. I mean, we see what's going on with our people as a whole right now, but let's remember before that, it was mostly angry, disgruntled, or keyword as they love to say, livid white folks who were upset because they had to stay home and guess what they did they was on their capitol buildings with their big ass guns threatening because they wanted to walk the streets without a mask or do whatever they wanted without a mask jamal you uh before you go because i want you to go next pj what up finally showed up you having the same tech difficulties that we all have week in and week out just like how you're frozen right now. Uh-oh. Well, Jamal, since TJ froze, go right ahead, brother. 
No, man, I, I, I really don't blame him because uh, if you look at hello, the, what's up, TJ? How you doing today? All right, what's up, man? We wait for you to unfreeze, but uh, while you unfreeze, Jamal, make your point. <laughs> yeah, man, it's you know, these past three and a half something years, we've been banning people. I don't want to say we collectively, but I say the spokesperson for our government has been banning people and smearing people and, and smearing other countries and putting them in categories. And if you look at the three countries that are currently probably going to be banned from the EU, they have one thing in common. They are driven by three completely out of their mind tyrants. Okay. And from the jump, <laughs> Russia was was front and saying we don't have a single case we because of the way we do things and that we the lie detector test determined that was a lie. <laughs> All right, <laughs> you know you got old boy down in Brazil. It was Bonasar. I can't remember. I don't want to misquote the, the guy's name, but he's he's worse than Trump with, with his fascism and racism and and and, and uh, uh, fanaticism and Trump. And so you know people here nobody wanted to follow the rules. A lot of a lot of the, the states was sitting there, you know, uh, pointing the finger and, and and looking down on the Northeast in California and saying uh, uh, didn't care when our numbers was through the roof and we were shutting down and uh, they was told keep your asses home, put on a mask, stay closed and they opened up and now you know Texas uh, set a record yesterday. I think they have 5,400 new cases a day and then. Florida said, hold my fucking beer. Nigga, <laughs> <laughs> we got so, you know, Florida, who's governor, you know, it, I can't even comment on how dumb this dude is, but, you know, they, they hit 5,500 today, uh, cases a day. And now they're trying to tell people, oh, don't go out unless you have to. It's too late. It's too late because you, that, when, when you should have been, uh, you know, coaching people to, to proceed with caution while this was going down, your energy was totally different, almost to the point where they was, you know, in a dry way telling everybody that this was kind of a hoax. And so now look, and so now that, you know, we just say we don't, we haven't even hit a second wave yet. And what's going on in some of these other states is worse than what we had up here in the Northeast. So um, why, why would anybody want to um, let, let, let us in their country right now? You know, we have no protocol. We got no protocol. He still hasn't declared a state of emergency, a national emergency for it, to really mobilize to make sure everyone's getting tested or whatever. So we people walking around, you don't know who got it. So it's yeah. going to keep going around, Robin. If you don't know who's walking around with it. Yeah, it's just true indeed. But again, I mean, it, damn it. I lost the point that I was going to make. That's all right. <laughs> I lost the point that I was going to make because, he, he, ah, fuck, TJ, go ahead. I, I remember the point I was going to make. <laughs> Should happen. You know what? I have I have no fucking remorse for none of these people. None. It was a hoax. It was a myth. You can't. You're denying my freedom to Mm -hmm. go to the gym and work out. We're protesting because I can't go get a beer with my boys at happy hour. Fuck all of them. They gave exactly what they deserve. Now they don't care if the young folks get it. It's it's a passive disease. It ha- happens like that. So I, I I don't have 
no remorse. Let them wallow in, in COVID forever for all I care. I'm not going to those states to visit them no time soon, if at all, at this point, because of the idiocy. The governor of Florida, as Jamal said, wants schools to be fully open in August. Who's sending their kids to school? I'd like to see that happen. Who's sending their kids to school? He said, we have to open the school so parents can go back to work. So are you willing to risk your child's health so you can get a check? Basically, that's what you're saying. You're okay with that. Yep. I remember the point. For the child's health insurance if you got no health insurance. It's a double-edged sword. You I remember know? the point in all of this shit. Same. I remember the point in all of this that I wanted to make now. Here's America's problem and why this is not, why this was mishandled from my point of view. They chose to listen to the head Cheeto in charge over the doctors. The doctors were on TV week in, week out, day in, day out, letting the people know that nothing when it comes to this thing, because it is so new, nothing is going to be remotely solved for at least a year to 18 months. So now they don't want to hear that. They don't want to hear that. They didn't want to hear that. Now, I get it from the standpoint of, okay, people do need to get back to work because Money is serious. Rents are a certain, you know, rent situations are different. If you got scumbag landlords, you know, they're going to not want to hear it and they want their money. You got some building owners out there that was gracious enough to be on some, you know what, for this amount of months, we're going to kind of relieve you or they were deferring payments. A lot of places were deferring payments, you know. Um, the car companies, they found it a good time because, again, good old capitalism. They found this to be a good time to give great car deals, first three months payments, no payments. You know, or if you if you were in car payments, you was able to defer payments to later just stating situations Corona surrounded. You didn't even have to provide proof. And they were like, okay. We're just deferring payments, moving it back one to help people out. So, yeah, not listening to the doctors and all of this has been the biggest problem amongst the U.S. government because the Cheeto in chief wanted to do his own thing. He wanted to do his own thing because he's worried about his constituents and his billionaire friends keeping up a profit. And like you said, I know where to go. Like, like, if you got nowhere to go because the place is shut down, what are you doing for money? What are you doing? How do you expect somebody to get money if they have nowhere to go? This, mm-hmm. That's asinine. That's asinine. Your savings is only going to take you so far, and you need that shit for food. You know what if I'm you, saying? If you even have a savings. Even if you could right. keep a savings. But, like, this is where, again, right. All right. you know, people people want to say the U.S. is this, that, that, but, but other countries have stepped up better than this country has by way of this, you know, some places were given universal kind of, kind of like a universal income. We got a little $1,200 stimulus check. I know somebody who let me know today, I'm not mentioning names. The stimulus check they got was only $300 and change. Mm -hmm. It wasn't shit. 
you know. So like me, I was fortunate enough to get seventeen hundred because I claimed one of my children. But that was spent within a week playing catch up. Other countries out there, two thousand a month to or whatever a week until for a few months until this shit is either you know somewhat pacified, quelled, or whatever. Pretty much man, stating, it's called common sense, bro. Common fucking sense. Pretty much it's called common sense, man. Andrew Yang was ahead of his time in this country. <laughs> Andrew Yang was ahead of his time in this. And but if you put all the billionaires together, they could solve this and fund the country for like a year and a half. If in if, a if, snap if, of a finger. Or the bailouts they got. If, Wall Street got that silent if, bailout in the beginning. Say that right. again. Say when that they, again. Dude, Wall Street got that silent bailout in the very beginning when they threw five hundred billion at the market to try and stimulate it, and it got worse. And so that's why and you know, billionaires, they, billionaires made their profits off yeah. this COVID shit, yeah. bro. So you know we got the one bailout, and they, their bailout was tremendous. And then they keep teasing the second bailout. They not they ain't gonna be a second bailout unless them billionaires get another be one. A second bailout. <laughs> yeah. They're not gonna extend unemployment. They're not gonna do none of this shit. And they expect the shit to magically snap back, just like this was magically gonna go away. So well, you know open if everybody's sick. I, I, open. I listen, every great empire falls. I just don't wanna live to be around when that shit happens. You know what I'm saying? But America is on its downturn and it's on its downturn hard. Mm. And until even an election, another election is not going to straighten this shit out. You know what I'm saying? Whether Trump's in or Trump's out, it's not going to correct all the shit that's wrong with the country right now. It's not going to happen overnight. It's going to take a full term and maybe even two more terms after. Probably, yeah, because we haven't even, we, they haven't even fixed the shit from Bush. To write this shit, because <laughs> <laughs> This is true. This is not going to get fixed anytime soon. Soon people are thinking that, like you said, a thing of snap, and we just gonna be back buying shit and uh, going out to bars and drinking again. You gotta have money to do that. You gotta pay your bills first. People mm-hmm. are gonna be so, so far behind; they're gonna be buried in debt for a long time. People's credits are taking a hit. People's four hundred one k's. If you were retiring right now, I feel sorry for you. This is not what you signed up for. No. You know what I'm saying? I, you put your I, 20, 30 years in. I know people fucked. who jumped. I know people who jumped and retired because of this Corona situation. Not thinking about the, not thinking about the the four hundred one k hit. Just like I'll, I'll give up his name. Shout out to my man Angel Santiago. Um, I forgot the name of the show. It's on Amazon Prime. They did a series uh, thanking people who were kind of quote unquote doing selfless acts or or just stepping up to the plate to help other people and I would say in my opinion more than the US government during this time of the corona now my man happened to be on the way out so they picked him for this show and they showed from the point of view of the Department of Sanitation being a city worker out there in the streets having to face this while face the chemical warfare, and I like to say chemical warfare, biological warfare, all types of different things that people don't understand, mostly underestimate 
when it comes to picking up your garbage. We don't know what's in those bags. We don't know what's in those bags. The liquids and stuff that collects in the hopper, what we call hopper juice, the rest of the world calls it dumpster juice, but we call it hopper juice. You get sprayed with that. You don't know what you're getting sprayed with. You don't know what you're getting hit with. We go through, like, literally, our job is, from the list that I've looked up, is generally around to fifth to seventh most dangerous jobs in the world. Unless now, unless you go to one of these conservative websites, which they, in my opinion, not just my opinion, but even just regular stats, they get it wrong. They try to put cops and firemen over us. Their jobs are not nearly as dangerous as ours is. Not nearly as dangerous. Cops and firemen, cops, I think firemen usually rank if you you could look up some of these lists yourselves, cops usually rank under the top ten. Firemen are usually somewhere within the top ten, but lower than us. And so they highlighted my man, and at the end they gave him a dope dope gift just to say thank you. Y'all watch that to check it out. But people, I, I mentioned him just to say that people have been retiring. I've been seeing it on my job. People, I mean people that. And he was a guy that was planning to stay a little longer. He was a guy that was planning to stay a little longer. But he was like, once this corona shit hit, he was like, nah, you know what? Let me get out while I'm healthy, while my wife is good. All that good stuff. And that's, that's I, you know, a lot of people should start doing that and start looking into that. Especially if you see your things taking a dive and you have your money, like TJ mentioned, with the 401ks. You're not in some type of a stable fund that kind of keeps your things secure. You might have to look into adjusting that if you want to stay a little longer. So your shit doesn't take a major hit. But, yeah, I mean, it's good on people that are retiring to protect what they have. Because, you know, with this country, you never know. Yeah. You never know. You never know. But... We got a quick show tonight. I, I think we got a fairly quick show tonight. Um, <laughs> shout out to Sammy. He said, bro, my 401k went to a 101k <laughs> fast. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, Katara, next up. Um, what, the, what this episode is named after. Yeah, so we're, you know, we're discussing the situation with Bubba Wallace and the news. Um, so... Let's be clear, because people are getting this wrong. Um, someone from NASCAR went to the garage, I think garage four or whatever it's called, um, and they saw they saw a noose hanging. So they reported it. They didn't even tell Bubba yet. They reported it, and then someone went into Bubba's house and told him. So he didn't see it, okay? Um, and that sparked... You know, obviously you see a noose <laughs> in somebody's in, in, in somebody's work area, that's garage, but I'm, I'm just calling it a work area, that's a problem. So, you know, it, it got on, it, you know, people's call, they, it got on social media. And myself, I'm like, wonderful, this is NASCAR for you. 
you know now some people were like well something doesn't seem right and and everything else. and that's cool that's cool i wasn't one i'll be first to admit i'm like okay this is nascar what's new but um the fbi went and checked it out and i'm missing something oh you, there was a lot of support and and dan or tj or jamal you guys can whatever i i know i missed the, the, about the sport but um uh the fbi ch checked it out and they said, which was odd, that that's been there for like a year or something. And I'm like, okay, so it's there for a year. Nobody said anything. Now, the thing is, and someone ex can explain it better than me, This that, that garage is new to um, Bubba's team. And so I guess the people before it had it or whatever. And they're saying it's like a pull down for the garage. But why is it in the sh why is it a noose? You need a noose to do that. You can't a simple. I don't know. That's how that was. And now everyone's thinking Bubba did it, but Bubba didn't even see it, you know. And everyone's saying, "Oh, it's a hoax." No, it's it, it's weird. And and if it's been there for a year or how, however long, nobody's saying anything about it. <laughs> randomly walk by dan you walk by your job and you see a noose and you're like oh that's been there 10 years I'm, I'm just gonna <laughs> more question um period and um i i just i'm just can I, I have more questions now than answers right. you know yeah right well what i just showed i showed the picture of the noose um, they actually showed it. I, I was looking at a clip from first take today and they actually showed the, the noose because when we were talking off air about this, as we were discussing this setting up for today. Excuse me. One of the questions I asked was, where is the picture of this noose? Because just something about it felt fishy. And the, the way initially the way this thing was uh, was was laid out. It felt very much as if we were getting another one of these, unfortunately. It felt very much like we was getting this again. Is this, which this was foul. This is, <laughs> uh, but this is, the, this is the internet's at work, fast at work, by the way. Um, but yes, it was put out there that things were clarified that yes, Bubba Wallace was not aware that the noose was even there. I believe they said it was a member of his pit crew who found it, reported it to NASCAR, NASCAR reported it to the feds. And then the, Fed, the FBI came back and said that they just, they've learned through investigation that it's been there since 2019. I believe they said October 2019. So it left questions like Katara just said. I've had a number of questions. Number one question was, was yes, why the noose as a pull down? Word. When they spoke to Bubba Wiles- That was symbolic. Right, I that believe. Well, well, here's the thing. Let's, let's let me let me get it out first. When they yeah. they said they spoke to Bubba Wallace, they said Bubba was just like, I can show you, I can bring you to my garage at home and show you what a pull down looks like. That is not what a pull down is. Okay, number two, as I was reading through the article on ESPN, um, they were describing that no, that his crew did were not aware of the noose there being in a gen in general and no they wasn't placed there like intentionally like 
we want to make this a scene type of thing. They said that they placed them by order of position in the chase that they're in. Okay. So it led me to question one. Okay. How did nobody ever see this, if anything, since 2019? But if so, again, this is a majority white sport. His team might not have ever been there. You're not going to see too many, too many black pit crew members. They probably just took it as a, okay, whatever. This is a good handle for a pull down and thought nothing of it because, you know, this is the South ancestry. They're used to that shit. Two, if this was an intentional setup for Bubba Wallace, in such a secure place, how the hell did somebody get in there? That was the one question that really got me. How the fuck did somebody get in there if this place was that secure? And I needed answers on that. I I just it it just didn't it didn't register with me the whole timing of all of this. That all of a sudden, which again, if you were somebody that was doubting it, you're hating the fact that Bubba Wallace has gotten the the confederate the loser flag down and all this that and the third, you were looking for any slot to enter in to say this nigga was lying. This Come nigga on, set dude. it up. That's what I'm saying. Like you, this what I'm. I'm not saying me. I'm talking about people who have no. been naysay. The people who are the I don't want to wear my mask. This COVID is a hoax type people. This that's this is what I'm talking about. These are the type of people that was looking for. Nah, this you know he got my flag down. Ooh, I can't wait for something to be against him. Ha, we got him. Those and same people was, so, was quiet as kept before this though. Right, but that's because, the thing. So they they thought uh, the same. Sh- oh, my bad, Dan. Go ahead, finish. No, no, I was just gonna say, like, the questioning of this is, well, why did this last so long? And again, who went in there and made it? Mm-hmm. This is no shade on so, Bubba. There's no shade on nothing. But I, I again, as I listened to here, something a little a while ago. Hold on, hold on. I listened to something just a little while ago. My bad, TJ. Go ahead. It was Bomani Jones versus no. Will. Well, Will Kane. I know Jamal Will Kane. Will Kane thing before, right? Mm-hmm. And I, Will Kane. I said I agreed on about what Will Kane said. Though I normally don't because he's a piece of shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. But he was. He was. Heard that. He was trying to pretty much mention like NASCAR should be at some fault for this because they utilized it as a way to gain more attention as see, Shout out to Riley for posting that. Yeah, like, see, look, we're trying to do better and this, that, and the third. But then Riley posted the other joint with him and Bomani Jones in conversation and Bomani laid it flat out that I was like, you know what? I understand now. But Bomani was just like, nah, applaud NASCAR for standing up and making this known 100%. because that's the right thing you should have done. Yeah. And it totally changed my tune. Yeah. Totally changed my tune. And I was like, you're, you're absolutely right, Bomani, because, yeah, NASCAR should be in front of this to make themselves look better, not right. just using it as an opportunity to think, hey, look at us. We, the, you know, we, we, we are on the right side of the page now. No, you're getting there. Slow baby steps. But, TJ, go ahead. I, I didn't want to cut you. I just wanted to, to set the table further out. 
Come on, don't tell me this just happened. Uh oh. And you froze. Frozen. Son of a bitch. This nigga blowing kisses. <laughs> yeah, man, then, you know, um, the Will Kane thing, like we were talking about earlier, Will Kane, he, he's he's just a lawyer for, his, for, for that type of thinking. That's all he does. Well, and yeah, he, he is a legitimate lawyer, yeah, though. He practices this cognitive dissonance in all of his arguments and mm-hmm. acts, acting like the... <laughs> Always acting like this. Uh, uh, uh. That's a disease, Jamal. That's yeah. a disease. So yeah, and he's always trying to play dumb, like <laughs> like like the dots don't connect. Um, I agree with Bamani. I thought that uh, NASCAR did a great thing. I think they've they're they're one hundred percent trying to uh, implement a system that works. Imagine if they didn't report it, and it came out. And not only that, they turned it over to an investigative body. They're not an investigative body. You know, they, they, they race cars. But, like, you know, given, you know, Will Kane's argument and those trolls who've been posting the Jesse Smollett stuff online, you know, when this first broke, they was quiet as hell. They wasn't saying nothing else because because it, it, it fit right in the net. It's quite possible that that's what it could have been. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until after then, then everybody got, you know, they got their super juice on and they posted all these memes and stuff. But I mean, given the given the scope of what the last seven days have been, or a little over a week, you have a black driver who leads a movement to get the Confederate flag out of NASCAR. A home, a historic home for those people to show up and do things hoodless. You know what I mean? So in this in this time since they've gotten rid of this flag, you got people showing up to the racetrack with their flags outside on the, the day the race was delayed. You have somebody flying over the track with their banner, with the fun NASCAR banner, right? So, you know, the hearing of a noose inside of a garage, it's not a far-fetched thing. Right, like look at this picture real quick before you go any further. I was just sent this picture this is from 2017. I'm just trying to find out where mm-hmm. or, or, or what was some of the purpose behind this. But as you see by mouse, you see, again, another what looks like a pull down, but tied in a noose knot. So it's it's my, my I'm questioning what that is about, because I don't know. This was just this was just brought to my attention um, just a little while ago, you know, and. I want. I wanted to post it, but because if this is from the track somewhere, or if this is from a race somewhere, like this, this looks like a normal thing. Like this looks like something that it. Unfortunately, it happens. It, and you know, again, that's okay. That goes on. But they were proactive about something in a, in okay. a moment. In a moment that right now, where things are tense, they were proactive. I got it. And, and real quick, my bad. Yeah, shout yeah, out. Yeah. To, shout out to Nikki. Uh, I had to give proper credit on this one. As she found it, it was a new spotted in Talladega Speedway in 2017. So totally different racetrack on top of that. I believe it was. So, but but this it I get I guess we could say that this isn't uncommon. Maybe. So you don't think that I know what you, you were saying, Dan? Like how could somebody get through with all the security? and make these knots and something like that. There's still racist people that work at the racetrack. 
You know yeah. what I'm saying? Somebody got split a hundred bucks or turned the other cheek. Security wouldn't have been an issue. You know what I'm saying? Because even the people that worked at the racetrack, I'm sure, felt the kind of way about Bubba and him getting a Confederate flag removed or something like that. So I, I would not put it past them that this was a no-brainer deal to do and somebody just did it in their spare time or, or whatever. Um, I think that, that when they did the pull down like that, it was a, a, a symbolic gesture of their continuing to be racist. You know what I'm saying? It was just like a code or some shit like that, where, you know, if you saw that hanging in that garage that they supported, like you said, it's a predominantly white sport. So, you know, you're not going to pay attention to it. And if you did, you was like, it wasn't, they're not talking about me, obviously, you know what I'm saying? So they just kept it moving. And, and that's the issue. You know, you saw it, you feel this way about it, but you said nothing to nobody at all. So, it's like they said, your silence is a mittens of guilt. You're just as bad for allowing it and seeing it and not saying nothing. And, uh, you know, waiting for a, a black person or somebody else to recognize it. And they'd be like, oh, you know, no, nah, that's what it, not what it was. It was just a regular pull down. Nobody's pulled down looks like that in all the other garages. I wonder why. It's just, it's just it's idiotic, man. They're just trying to play people and thinking we're stupid. So, I mean, I... I in terms of them not knowing, or this is just passing a buck. That's where that's the way I feel. You know, that's that's how they handled it. Anyway, you're on mute. You're on mute, Dan. Yes, I am. But now, on the level of passing the buck, though, like, still, yeah. If 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 we all go okay, so if if we are going with the notion of this was a setup, this was intentionally set up. This was perfectly set. Purposely set up. Well, I'm just I saying mean, it, 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 it probably no, no. it probably was there before he got there. They just didn't know he was going to get that garage. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, because that's that's kind of because I was going to say is wouldn't it behoove NASCAR to not get out in front of it like they did? And that was the thing because in the articles that I read, they tried to make it known that yes, he wasn't like it wasn't like yo we know this shit's there, let's put him there, but. We don't know anybody's intentions behind that. You know, could this have been if he was in the eighth bay and then one popped up there, but there wasn't one in the fourth or something like we don't. It's one of those things that unfortunately we're still in a stage where we got to wait for more information to come out there. If somebody just magically there has to be video of this somewhere. Places like that don't. Yeah, because. That's what I'm saying. Places the, like that don't. The drivers, don't right, right. The, the, there was a driver that actually had that, and maybe the same driver did it in Talladega, and maybe the same driver did it at other tracks across the country. Right, right, right. You know what I'm right. saying? That's their thing. That's their right. thing. You know what I'm saying? Right. That, and that's a, that's the thing. Right. Is, that's the thing is maybe that's that that's that pit crew's thing, maybe, and maybe that is like you said, maybe that is that pit crew's thing, and they just don't take it down. Right. It's just, again, with everything that's going on and just the symbolic irony of it all that it lands on his spot. Katara, I see that face. Like, <laughs> the irony that it's on his spot, <laughs> it just makes this whole thing just feel iffy, sticky, weird, 
and holy you don't think shit. it was bound to happen at but least that, one? Yeah, in a way, yeah, because it's again, it's NASCAR, it's the South, it's America. <laughs> it's all, it's, all, it's all and above. Majority like majority white sport, one of the last few they have left. Let's keep it funky. Like 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 Chris Rock said and I mentioned it before. Let's let's can't wait till we get LeBron James on some skates. Cause he'll be skating around smacking the puck with his <laughs> you know. But it's one of the last sports left. So they I think this is gonna be a thing of where they're gonna be holding on to whatever is left and what whatever little bit they got left. That's why I appreciate the Dale Earnhardt Juniors who come out and step up and speak against this shit. I didn't hear Richard Petty say anything, but it was a good symbolic gesture that that old man stepped up and showed face for his the the guy. He hired to be a he part of his sponsors, team. yeah. Right. Yes. So right. stuff like that is I, I'll go back to this picture again. You could think of it as just symbolism or whatever, but I ain't gonna lie, this moment, this moment was super powerful. Watching this on video and seeing everybody come out like nah, we stand with we're with our guy. We're not, you know, we're not about this shit. All of that. And so you be, so you believe it's genuine, Dan, throughout I, I, the whole I believe thing. that that moment was definitely genuine. Now, all the beef and the bitching we're hearing about, the funny thing about that is it's all coming from truck series drivers. That's right. And I, <laughs> and I think, I think, because if my memory serves me correctly. They're not getting not, NASCAR money. That's why. They're not getting these drivers money, I, bro. I also think, though, that a lot of the truck series drivers outside of the NASCAR guys that do double duty. If my memory of following racing like I did in the 90s reminds me, excuse me, I believe that a lot of the shittier racers that can't make the NASCAR circuit or even back in the day, the quote-unquote semi-minor league, the Bush League circuit, went to the truck series. Cause they wasn't shit, and it's all the truck series guys. Yeah, because they couldn't cut it. They couldn't cut it in NASCAR. That's right, and all the truck series guys are the ones out there pitching a fit, bitching, crying, all that shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. All that shit. All that shit. Shout, shout out to Chris. He said, "Peace, brothers." He said, "F that story, a bit the investigation doesn't make sense. It's it's illogical." May as well go play golf with Fuzzy Zella. Y'all know about Fuzzy Zella. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. I ain't gonna, I, I'm not going to... Well, when the Tiger Woods going to be serving some fried chicken and Kool-Aid or whatever he yep. said? <laughs> um, you, you guys brought up great points. Um, and, and you still have down here, you still have down here this mentality that... Uh, if, if, um, and, and I'm going to call a spade a spade. They may be, they, they don't like if they're doing, and this is back in their, in their, well, back in their generation. They don't like if a black person, particularly a black man, Bubba, 
is doing better than they are. They oh, that's that's that mentality down here, okay? Um, and this is why it's it, that's why now. And, and don't get me wrong, I think there are newer there are people that are like, uh, uh-uh, this is wrong. Y'all need to y'all should have been stopped. But don't get, I think that too. It's hard though because I still in some in, I don't know NASCAR much. Let me make that clear. I do know it's a good old boy network and it, and they, it, it's changing, it's changing, but that old, you know, those roots run deep. So that's why it was for me, I was like, uh, I'm not surprised right now. You know, you're seeing a news now, now if it was purely, purely unintentional, okay. But you cannot, that's their legacy. They have to, they have to they have to own up to it they have to understand you can you see this stuff if people aren't going to take it unintentional why should they you they have not proved us wrong yes they stepped like dan said they stepped up and be like they did that they they you know they got it out in the open which is good that is a good start but you got to continue with that what's if bubba gets stopped by the police and he's in jail and everybody, you know, his boy, NASCAR's with him or whoever is with him from NASCAR, are they going to sit and be like, why are you stopping him? Why are you, you know what I'm saying? I need, you know, they need to do a full circle for me and others to sit here and be like, okay, okay, the good old boy network isn't. You know what I'm saying? It's hard. It's hard for some of us. Now, somebody like my son's age, if he believes that, I'm happy for him. You know what I'm saying? But some of us who are older, <laughs> you know, uh, we, we've seen too much just to be like, oh, well, that's just a mistake. And, and that's what they do. It's hard. It's hard. That was, that, was the an- that was the easy answer of like the 90s and the 80s. We kind of just took things as, oh, that's, that's just what they do. That's how they do. That was then. I hate this word. But we won't now. It's a different. <laughs> right. Times are totally different. Right. We see these things going down. Jamal, you look like you got something to say on that. No, no, I concur with what she said. It's just, you know, and just circling back to, you know, I, I think I, I don't have no problems with NASCAR did. You know, I, I, I think they did. If they, you know, if it was the opposite and they didn't do that and it turned out to be a noose. It'd be a whole different energy right now around mm-hmm. the whole situation. And um, actually, people should be celebrating it right now because no harm, no foul. It was an right. issue. You in, saw in something. some respect, yeah. yeah. They figured out, okay, it is, let's move on. But on top of what came out of that is you saw some sense of people rallying around this dude and NASCAR doubling down on, yeah, we are moving in this direction and we're not going back. At least what they're, sh- yes. what they're trying to show. So um, all the other tender feelings that are, you know, that are trying to say, we got you, we got you now. And, and uh, uh, you know, see, this is going to hurt race relations. Going forward. I think that's not one of the, the, the dumb points Will Kane made, that this is going to hurt race relations going forward. Something like that. But like. Yeah, he said something stupid. Yeah, it's just like, it's like no, <laughs> he man. He said something real stupid. Oh, when so did- to Katara's point. Uh, like she said, they don't want nobody doing better than them. What a white man hate a white man. It's an old old saying. A white man 
with a penny hates nothing more than a nigga with a nickel. You know what I'm saying? That And that just goes to show where their mentality is at. You're both in the same bucket, but they don't see it that way. You know what I'm saying? It's just, you're doing better than me, and that's the bottom line. No, nah, I'm not doing better than you. We're we're equal in every sense of the term. And they exactly. can't they can't they can't wrap their head around that. And that goes to the point when we're talking politics, when they say, Well, at least you're not white. And we'll have that poor white person with the penny thinking like they're a Republican, keeping them on that side of, yeah, well. At least you, you might not have the money as us, but at least you're not them over there still by way of this. Mm-hmm. And that's that's that old mentality. And I'm, I'm dude. Anytime I see a broke white person or a poor white person or a white bum, I'm just saying you guys didn't use your privilege enough. That's the way I feel about it. You know, say you did not take <laughs> advantage of the gifts and the system that was given to you. Okay. Chris Rock said, I'm black and I'm rich. And the dude was like, mm, I don't want to switch places with you. And he was a fucking waiter. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, is you know, you are not advancing. If you're white and you're poor, that's on you completely. You're a fucking idiot. All right. You did not take advantage of the gifts and the privileges that are in place for you to succeed on pretty much every level. There's people out here with no college education, high school graduates, making more than black people with PhDs. I wish I could find that Instagram video. I was trying to find it real quick. Instagram video, the comedian Godfrey, who did that, did that exact thing. I think he was walking down Broadway one day and damn near chastised a white person who was homeless and said the same shit like, yo, you utilize like I I don't feel bad for you, which is I mean you can say what you want about it. It is what it is. He's a comedian, I and he's one of the best out there. But he chastised this dude person. It was like let him know, like no, I'm not giving you a dollar. Like like you're white, you could go get up off the ground, clean yourself up, and go get a job easier than the next black person, a person of color could Easy. at any time. Easily, and, and Easily. you know I I. With a fake I'm not, I resume. Think, yeah, it's like I'm not a person who generally thinks like that, but I understand. <laughs> like, but I understand. <laughs> I understand to clear as day because it's the truth in some respect. And again, poor white folks just seem to not understand it. They go by, they just they they'll they'll listen to the rhetoric of the idiots and just run with that rhetoric because it still fits this crazy ideal in their head that, hey, I'm 50 plus years old with no teeth and I'm living in the trailer, but I could still get to be just like one of them. Meanwhile, one of them is shitting on you in a de- every day on a daily basis by way of laws and, and just everything, keeping you down where you're at, but still make you think you're one of them just because of this. Right. And it's sad. It's sad. It's, it was it, all a dream. <laughs> it was. It was. <laughs> and we all used to read Word Up magazine. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but good turn. Good turnaround because we're going to talk about one of the 
the kings of music as we close out this show who did work with the notorious one. And we're talking about one of the goats, Michael Jackson. As we close out Black Music Month, we're talking about easily, in my opinion, no shade to Beyonce, who's, who ranks up there as far as performers. This man is only second to James Brown, in my opinion, mm-hmm. one of the greatest performers ever. Music-wise, the guy's catalog, the guy's catalog is strong. But I need to, there's a couple few obvious ones. So we're going to just go around the table and mention, I think our number ones may match. I just have this weird feeling. I think there's only two that you might flip-flop, but Katara, I'll start with you, then Jabal, TJ, come back to me. Top five MJ albums. If you need to speak about one or two of them and why, go ahead. But just give your top fives on MJ albums. And then we're going to go to best songs or your favorite MJ songs. We'll probably give like two or three each. And we'll go. So have at it. Okay. Um, okay. Number five is Remember the Time. And that's more because of the video. Uh, albums, albums, not just songs. Albums we're doing now. Then the songs. Uh oh. Okay. <laughs> see, I didn't see. I, okay. So the one with Billie Jean, Human Nature. Um, I think they were on the both the same. That's album. Thriller. That's Thriller. That's thriller. thriller. Yeah, that's thriller. Yeah, Thriller. That that's Thriller. Then Thriller. That it is. That's Thriller. I did songs. I apologize. I did it wrong. But that's your number five? Huh? That's your number five or number no. one? Oh. Number five <laughs> is the one where we're the time's on, okay? <laughs> I want you to go through your top five is what I'm saying. What? What'd I you want, say? I want you to give your top five of his albums. Oh, I did songs. Sorry. I all, didn't right, do- so, all right, so we'll put you on the side and we'll wait. Jamal, go ahead. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I, know, all I right. didn't alert you to this ahead of time, but it's all good. So you could go with it. Um, <laughs> no, number one is Thriller, man. Uh, you just you just can't touch that. That's that's the that's Brev at his height. Um, and it's it's like Thriller's just one and one a. Let me let me preface with that, right? And um, I would I would say that me choosing Thriller, it's not indefensible because you could act, you could obviously put uh, Off the Wall as number one. Okay, so I, I go I go yeah. Thriller. I go thriller. I go off the wall. I go uh, bad. Um, what's the other one? Is it history? And then dangerous. Yeah, it is history. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. And um, I left off. At first, I, I had I had I had the Jackson Five first album in there too, but I wasn't sure if that counted. But yeah, we were just going solo MJ. Yeah, so, so yeah, so that's my five. TJ. So my top five Michael Jackson albums are um, Invincible, Dangerous. This is five to down to one. So five is Invincible, four is Dangerous, um, three is Bad, two is Thriller, and my personal favorite to me is the Off the Wall album. That was, I know Thriller broke mad records and everything like that, but that was like the last authentic version of Michael before Michael went 
super size pop. Like, you know what I'm saying? Um, but the favorite song of mine is the, is the um, Lady in My Life, which I thought should have been on Off the Wall, but it was on Thriller because it sounded like the old Michael Jackson right there. And it felt like he was channeling Teddy, Pe- Teddy Pendergrass in that album, so in, on that song. So that was like my all-time favorite Michael Jackson song. Okay. We'll get back to some more after that one, but mine, but, one through but, uh, one through five, I'll go one through five on this one. Off the wall, just just musical, like Damn near musical masterpiece. Just about every song on it. The reason why is that just about every song, I believe, all 10 of these songs were singles or mm-hmm. could have been singles. And everything slapped, if I'm using today's t- terminology. Everything. Everything. You could play this joint at any time for any era. I've let my kids listen to this album here there often. They never complained. They might be shaking in the back in the car doing a little something, whatever. But the Off the Wall album is, is to me, though, we kind of do this when we do a lot of top fives of albums. We usually mark that the first solo as the one. This just happens to truly be it, though, to me. Um, yeah, Thriller, number two. Reasons already mentioned. Um for me, bad is number three, but that's not how I was going to go. Invincible number four, uh, because it contains quite possibly my one of my favorite Michael Jackson songs of all time, and Butterflies, written mm-hmm. by Marsha Ambrosius. Yeah. And then Dangerous, mm-hmm. I'll, go, I'll go at number five. But to go around, yeah, Butterflies might be my, my favorite, favorite, Michael Jackson song, because Mar- Marsha, Marsha killed that with the pen. Marsha, Marsha just absolutely killed it with that. Um, then uh, next, and then two, listen to Marsha Ambrosius sing that version, sing the song. She took it to another level too. Oh, I gotta hear that. It's it's, it's it, she did that years ago. Um, Next one favorite for me, I can't help it off the off the wall album. Uh, just due to copyrights, I have to tell y'all there is no way I'm playing MJ music on here because this whole <laughs> shit get muted. They would put down. the they would put the Inspector Gadget time bomb on this episode, and this episode would have never happened if we played this joint. I'm sorry, y'all, because I would love to play some of this joint. But uh, yeah, I can't help it. Um, bad. Um, damn, I just I, I thriller the thriller song. I mean, possibly one of the greatest videos ever, next to Wu Tang Triumph. But I'm just being biased. Uh, <laughs> so I'm joking. I'm joking. Well, yeah, you want to talk about something? again? And and last but not least, not even I'm not even gonna try to do a top five because I want to go give Katara a chance to give her top five that she just so pleasantly tried to rush to us. But I, didn't. <laughs> I know I'm teasing. But <laughs> Moonwalk in a video game. Fuck what you heard. 
That's all I'm gonna say. The Genesis joint? Yes, sir. Yeah. Homework was not done for like a month and a half when I got that game. I came home. Even with the, the the MIDI soundtrack, the MIDI tones they was using. <laughs> no, I think my, my top favorite songs. No, nope, it's guitarist. Oh, it's guitar. My bad, dog. Oh, okay. You want me to start from five or one? However you want to go. Okay, five was uh, remember the time, and that was because of the video. Uh, four mm-hmm. was beat it. Three was Billy Jean. Two was human nature, and number one is not surprising thriller because the song and the video. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, definitely great list, great list. And I mean, beat it first thing that came to mind, Weird Al Yankovic. Mm-hmm. Great, oh, yeah. great, great spoof, mm-hmm. eat it. I'm fat. <laughs> Just thinking about the spoofs now, but <laughs> legendary, legendary shit. Go ahead, Jamal. So I can tell you what my favorite song is, but the other, the rest are in no specific order. So, but um, in that top five is Thriller, which is probably one of the greatest video or uh, video videos of all time. Uh, it was a landmark video. Um, Rock with you which is just an amazing track from the arrangement. That whole album, as you said, uh, Dan, that's why I had no problem with you throwing Off the Walls the best. That album, from arrangements to composition to lyrics to performance, was just tight all the way around and would still knock today. Well, 100% still does, right? So um, Billie Jean, of course, because that's probably the most recognizable bass line ever, uh, one of the most recognizable bass lines ever created. When that comes on, Within less than three seconds, you know what you know what song that is, right? Um, Smooth Criminal, another video that I love. Mm. Smooth mm. Criminal, how about that one? Yeah, dope, man. Um, Kids just going. Think about a lot of my songs. If those songs were 18 minutes long, you still would listen to them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, my favorite, and I know there's some class off the list. My favorite Michael Jackson song of uh, it, uh, excuse me of all time is. Uh, Human nature. Yeah. And that that joint is just it's smooth. I yeah. can listen to the instrumentals of that. You know, it just it just it still hit. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to Pharrell for the SWV remix for that oh, yeah. song. You know what I'm saying? He oh, yeah. crushed it. T J you gave So I yeah, I gave one, you know, the lady in my life. I really love that song. Um, beat it. I mean, I grew up and with Michael Jackson. So I, just you know, beat it because you froze. <laughs> <laughs> um, so beat it. Um, Billy Jean, of course, like Jamal said, the most recognizable joint. Um, and to Katara butterflies, like those are just like four or five phenomenal tracks that hey Michael people will not leave the dance floor if you just do it right. It's just phenomenal. I mean I could throw human nature in there, that's a personal favorite. I even like the joint he did with Paul McCartney, The Girl is Mine. Oh, that yeah. was a good song. You know what I'm saying? So 
like he's got so many timeless classics. The whole Off the Wall album for me was just dope. You know, I you know I can't. It's hard to name five or just one of your favorite Michael Jackson songs because you can throw anything on and be in the mood to listen to that shit at a moment's notice. Let me see if I can give you a snippet of this version without getting in trouble. Uh Uh-oh. I think this is where I learned that she wrote the song. I can't go no further because I'm just going to just you're going to witness all the chills that she gives me every time she sings. You you you, you would witness every little one of them. And I don't think uh, I think we should be good with giving that little bit of snippet because it was like a live performance or whatever. So hopefully we don't get stricken for that one. But that was that, man. I mean, we had good lists. I wish we was able to play the MJ music, but. It is what it is. Copyrights is a motherfucker out here, and uh, yeah, we don't, we don't, we don't need the episode to uh, to get banished off into no man's land. We already had a few episodes happen like that in the past because I played some of Jay Z's music. I still think he's one of my goats, but man, motherfucker, got me with the copyright joints. <laughs> so, got a couple episodes that were lost in the mist. So. But it is what it is, man. One of these days, man, copyright laws or when I do what I wanted to do and turn this thing into a radio station deal, I'll be paying for the rights to play some of this music. So we are going to evolve eventually, excuse me, as a show. But that's in the future. I got time. Got time to build. We got time to grow. The start five ain't going nowhere. But for tonight, we're done. So with that being said, I see TJ, unfortunately, connection-wise, has bounced. So Jamal, the guest, final shout-outs. You should know what to do by now. I just want to shout-out the team, shout-out everybody. And if you tuned in tonight, shout-out the whole group, shout-out to everybody out here doing everything they can for the culture. First lady of the group. Uh, once again, shout out to Radio Network, shout out here, shout out to the Facebook group and the live, uh, just shout out to those who are just trying to make it work here in COVID, you know, so those who are doing well, those who are trying to make it work and trying to be, you know, just trying to make everything Trying to, to who who know who 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 don't do, who who are not Karens, okay? Those who are <laughs> who are there who are uh, fighting for us. Uh, we have Generation Z fighting for us. We have the K-pop fans and in their own little way. And and it's great. It's great that we have. Shout out to the allies who understand. Who are like, look, this is stupid. We need this gone. Shout out to them. Yes, big, hey, yeah, 
Big ups to the K-pop crew out there, man. They trolled the fuck out of his dumbass uh, rally that he had. Bad, poorly placed in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Purposely placed, let's add. Purposely placed in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, Had his numbers looking inflated, but then he walked away looking deflated and dejected and all of that in all of his orange glory. Mm. <laughs> in orange sadness, the man right. done looked so disappointed. But fuck him. That's right. Big ups to all of y'all for being on the show tonight, as always, week in and week out. Shout outs to the homie JP who couldn't make it tonight, but we still did justice by the brother. We made this one a nice quick one. Got it done early so we could get to our bedtimes properly. Um, big ups to everybody that was in the feed tonight. Uh, Lisi, Sheila, uh, Sammy, Seuss, Nick, uh, Nicole, uh, Nikki Jeffrey, uh, C. Milliner, previous guest to the show, Onyx, my man James, homie from way back in the day. Big ups to everybody who checked in with us tonight, man. This was a quick one, but it's still a dope one. Great conversation about Bubba, as the title of the episode is named. But with that being said, for everybody on the show, it's your boy, the man. We say peace, and we'll see y'all next week.